You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome in to another week of action here on BetQLU. I'm Chris Mack. He's RJ Choppy. He's John Martin. You are watching on the YouTube Odyssey Sports Channel and listening inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it and take us with you wherever you're going this weekend. Whatever the weather is like in your corner of the world, whether there's snow, there's ice, it's winter, it's that time of year. Whether you're up and at them in a beautiful corner of the world where it's sunshiny and bright, whatever you're up to. Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday mornings, we got you covered here on BetQLU, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, and yeah, we're going to talk football. We're going to talk about Nick Saban's replacement and a wild story in Miami about a guy who will be coming back for the Hurricanes. But before we get to football, before we get to some of the biggest games of this weekend in college basketball and our best bets, which may include just a sprinkle of... uh, our final four picks for the NFL since we've reached the divisional round. Let's talk about what was a, well, topsy-turvy, tumbling kind of week for the top six teams in college basketball between last Tuesday and last Saturday. So what, a five-day window, five different top six teams lost to unranked opponents Only the third time that's ever happened. Houston losing uh, to Iowa State. You had number one Purdue losing to Nebraska. You had Tennessee losing to Mississippi State. Kansas losing to Central Florida. And Kentucky losing to Texas A&M as well. All five of these losses, important to note, came on the road. So I think that's an important place to start this week. John, let's talk about home court advantage in college basketball and what we've seen to this point this season and just how important it is especially when we start to look at some of these conferences where it feels like the conference schedule is a death march right big 10 to a certain extent sec to an extent and certainly the big 12 just how important is home court advantage and and are the books getting it right when they when they put the numbers out as to how they're weighing home court advantage yeah i mean look um it's pretty efficient um, the, the market definitely, you know, I mean, we're in the January, middle of January now. And, and so, you know, from that perspective, you know, it's a, it's, it, the market's getting pretty mature. Um, we're basically at the end of NFL. And so now the handle for college basketball is about to go way, way up. I mean, relative to, you know, November, for example. Right. So it is going to get a little harder, um, just in terms of the efficiency, but yeah, look, I mean, you're, you're going, you're in that time of the season now where you're getting out of non-conference. Um, Christmas break is over. Finals week is over. Um, and you know, in the case of the, you know, the big 12 that you talked about, uh, those teams are, 
you know, new to the league. Houston's new to the league. UCF's new to the league, right? So it's their first year in it. Cincinnati. So there's a little bit of an adjustment, I think, that you're seeing. That league is better this year than it was a year ago, if that were even possible. Right. Um, you know, just in terms of the brand. So yeah, I mean, I think the 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 you know the market's pretty efficient. Um, and and obviously, you know, it's just one of those things. I I think I saw a number, you know, a stat where road teams are winning at a little bit better uh, clip. But again, the sample size is just so small that it's hard to take anything meaningful out of that. So it is what it is. As we get, you know, deeper into the season, it's going to get harder. And that's no different than any other any other year. He's right. Road games are tough, man. And, you know, because these are, you know, in some of the cases, these are 18 and 19 year old kids. You know, there are other situations where you still got your COVID seniors out there that are 28 years old. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, these are kids. Kids, you know, deal with tough road environments. And for a lot of teams, this is the week. This is that their first set of real true road games. You know, your, your in-season tournament, your preseason tournaments are over. You know, you may have had a game where a non-conference game or two where you went on the road. But, you know, like like but Purdue, you know, Purdue had a random I don't know why they played a Big Ten game in the first week of December. That made no sense. And they played another one. And they, then they had a break. They lost Northwestern. And then they had the break. And they go to Nebraska. But I, I wouldn't chalk this up to anything more than these are early conference road tests. And in three weeks, those teams probably win those games if they were on the road at the same time against the same team. Mm. It's just a different animal. You know, you're so early in the season. You're getting your uh, – for, for a lot of these teams – uh, there, it's probably what their third game back from from the the break, fourth game back from the break. Um, maybe they've hit a wall. And you go on the road. Maybe this is the second road game in a row, or the first of two road games in a row. So a lot of factors go into some of these. Yeah, and we'll have a couple examples of this on Saturday, both Saturday afternoon. You got number two Purdue headed to Iowa, and we'll touch on some of the biggest games this weekend. Uh, in the final segment of today's show. And you got Saturday night, uh, number one UConn at Villanova. Now, UConn has started to sort of take the Big East by, I don't know if I'd call it a stranglehold, but they're starting to take control at the top Mm -hmm. of that conference. You get into deeper conferences, you know, the ones we just talked about, and it, it, it doesn't feel, John, like anybody is safe. And I'll, I'll go up to and including Purdue because of the the Big Ten road effect. You know, uh, Choppy mentioned Houston. We've seen they're not immune to it in the Big 12, obviously. But if you're a ranked team, being, being a top five, top ten team doesn't make you immune to going on the – having to bring your best game on the road. And, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're, you're seeing that in some of the early lines, for example – at least the Ken Palm projected lines for these games on Saturday. You know, we, we, we talk about number two Purdue laying eight at Iowa. If that's what the line looks like on Saturday morning, uh, I, I know it's, it, it's, it's number two, but it's on the road in the Big Ten. If UConn, for example, is only laying one at Villanova, which is, again, the Ken Palm projected line right now as we're talking right. about it, maybe that's a little bit of a different story. But, you know – Going on the road, it just – this is – I don't know. Choppy makes a good point. As these teams find their conference legs over the uh, the next few weeks, maybe that effect gets mitigated just a little bit. But to me, it feels like something that until I see you prove 
that you really can put put up your best game on the road in conference a couple times in a row. I don't know if I really consider you legitimate top five, top ten, top twenty team. Yeah, I mean, look, you you know when you talk when you start talking about you know teams that can win it all, which is you know inevitably you know the top ten. Um, whatever whatever you do at home is sort of. I mean, obviously, it all counts. It all matters. Okay, mm-hmm. but when we start to have that discussion, it's it's what did you do in the neutral games? What did you do on the road? If you're a team that really hasn't gotten many of those, um, yeah, I think you probably get treated with a little less uh, credibility just because you you get no home games in the NCAA tournament. That's what makes this thing so damn random. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, if if Purdue got to play home games, you know in the NCAA tournament, they probably won it all last year. Who knows? Um, you know, that's, that's what makes this thing so difficult to handicap. It's what makes it, you know, so, so hard to, to predict. You just don't know how a team is going to react. So, I mean, when I, when I think about the teams that, you know, can, can, I, I want the teams that have been tested in the neutral in those preseason tournaments, you know, that have picked up some road wins, you know, a team that's, you know, even if it's a team that's got top five, top 10 wins at home, you're not going to get, that familiarity you know once the tournament starts so right you know for me I always always weigh the teams that have those neutral wins and those road wins a lot heavier uh, no question about it when it comes to tournament time yeah i'll tell you uconn's gonna get home games they're gonna play in brooklyn and then boston in the uh in the tournament i mean you, you, you i don't think you know, looking at how this how the the the, the regionals are going to break down i don't think there's a team that's going to have a more distinct home court fan base percentages than UConn come tourney time. And maybe you get a, uh, you know, a Purdue, which can travel easily to Detroit, but still, man, like, you know, we are talking about a, 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 a massive home court advantage from a fan perspective that UConn's going to get. Uh, Purdue will get Indianapolis and then Detroit. That's pretty cool for them. But yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, there is no home games. You know, it's, it's not even about the crowd. It, it's the it's, right. the it's it's the familiarity with the rims, the arena. Uh, you're in your own bed. Uh, you know Purdue and Indianapolis. I mean, they may be able to spend the night in their own bed and then drive over. Forgive yeah. my ignorance, John, but what's what's the reception? Let's let's say Tennessee ends up in Memphis in that that first and second round. What's the what's the re- I mean, obviously, Vols yeah, fans I mean, are going to travel. They're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. We're not just talking about people in Memphis, but in Memphis, what's what's what would the reception be like for them? You know, this is something that, you know, we've been doing this show for, you know, about four or five months now. And this is probably something that has been coming to a head, you know, for for quite some time. You know, um, I graduated from Memphis. RJ alleges that he graduated from the University of Tennessee. (laughs) I don't see a piece of paper on that wall. I'll take yeah, that's it convenient. The it's, I'm looking right at it's it. It's off the screen. That's convenient, right? <laughs> like it's not behind you. Okay. Um, but there is a um there is a and, and RJ, we should we should talk about this, man. There is a uh there is a there's a rivalry between these two teams. Now, Tennessee doesn't want to acknowledge it. Tennessee doesn't want to be a part of it, but there just is. Memphis is on the west corner of the state, Tennessee's on the eastern side of the state in Knoxville. And it's just two schools that, you know, have no love lost for each other. Um, so the reception by Memphians for Tennessee fans 
if they end up in Memphis. It will not be some what? homecoming where we roll out the. We're gonna throw eggs at the trucks at the buses. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll them. We're gonna play ding dong ditch at their hotel room at the Peabody. <laughs> what if Memphis goes on a roll here and they both get put there? What if Memphis oh, gets? That would like, be beautiful. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I that mean, would be that beautiful. might be asking be. a little too much, yeah. but it may be. They were on I a think, collision yeah, course last year. They were very close to playing last year before they Memphis blew it against FAU. They would have very, very likely. I think that would have been the yeah. Sweet 16 game, right? Or the yep. Elite, I can't remember, Elite yep. 8. I can't remember which Sweet one. 16. Yeah, Sweet 16. Yeah, they would have met because Memphis would have beaten Fairleigh Dickinson and Tennessee did beat Duke in the second round. So that would have been a Sweet 16 matchup. That would have been awesome. That would have been one of the best games of the tournament. RJ, we got to get we got to get Tennessee's athletic department on board with renewing this series. Both teams are really freaking good. Both teams have history. You know, it benefits both teams. Forget what happened between Penny and Rick five years ago. I mean, it's good for the sport. We need more games like this in the non-conference. Yeah. We do, we do. Uh, yeah, and, and, and John's right. Like, it's, I mean, it's a total, they're not even in the same state. They're in the same state, but they're not. They're 400 miles away. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's like, it, it's it's so far, it is completely different. One is, um, like, kind of, it's one is Hillbilly, and then the other one's Arkansas. Like, that. Memphis is Arkansas, and Tennessee is, like, Western North Carolina, like Knoxville is, and I, I look. I think if they, if it comes out of it, there's a chance that Tennessee goes to Charlotte anyway, and and not Memphis. It's, I think it's just the same distance. Uh, but yeah, there's no love lost there between the two. I'd be all down with with renewing. I I just don't think. I, I I know John lives in Memphis. I don't think he wants to smoke though, because like it's, it's still a state school. It's still a state school. There's still more Tennessee fans in Memphis than Memphis fans. Look, I mean, look. We have we have Tennessee fans. We have we have a base here. But I would say this. The one versus two game that those two teams played, even though Memphis oh, yeah. was on the wrong side of that, it was a fantastic moment for college basketball. Peyton Manning was yeah. here, uh, Justin Timberlake was here. I mean, it was a it was a spectacle 
Okay. And that is something that, and obviously, look, those, if those two teams played this year, it'd be a top 10 matchup. So I don't want to hear yeah, it. Yeah. I don't want to hear Tennessee fans saying, well, Memphis isn't good enough. La, 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 la. This is all come from Tennessee side. It's beneficial for everybody. There's no excuse. Let's get it back. I, I'm I'm here for Hillbillies versus Rednecks. Absolutely. Give it to me. That's my sweet spot these days. It reminds me a lot of, to be quite honest, from a different regional perspective, it reminds me of the atmosphere between like Pitt and Penn State and football or what we have here in Pittsburgh in my backyard, the atmosphere between Pitt and Duquesne in basketball. Now, I'm not comparing Duquesne to Memphis basketball right. quality that, wise, that but it would be, but I, in so much as one school looks kind of looks down their yeah. nose at the other, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Tennessee, yeah, I mean, politically, Memphis, you have like the board of regents and you have a lot of stuff, right. With, uh, you know, funding and everything like that. And one's right. a power five school and one's, you know, right. a power six school. Right. Which is a real thing. Um, so, you know, that's the, <laughs> That's the backdrop, you know, but I think it is. It's like, you know, it, it, it is. It is Pitt. It is Penn State. It is, you know, the, you know, there's a little uppity snobbishness going on on the, on the side mm-hmm. of Tennessee. And, you know, it's a good game for the sport, you know, and I think we got to get it back. So if we only we don't accomplish anything else on this show, we got to spark that discussion. Let's again. do it. We, Let's we do start. It. We, we will start the we'll start lobbying right now. Um, speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of looking down your nose or thinking you're better than somebody, something crazy happened in Austin. I guess it was Wednesday night. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Also, our best bets as we look ahead to this weekend's action on the hardwood. Uh, so much to come. And up next, there is a new coach in Tuscaloosa. Kalen DeBoer takes over for Nick Saban. What's that mean for the tide and the dynamics in the SEC and really at the top? of college football in that power five or as john likes to claim six that's all on the way alongside john martin and rj choppy i'm chris mack this is beck ulu